And what's up, guys and girls? And welcome back to the GT UK F1 podcast. I'm joined by David. Hey, hey, everyone. I was quite expecting something very Elvisy from you, if I'm honest, as you were coming in there. Uh... Part of me was debating whether to get the clip of Max singing Viva Las Vegas and play it, but. Yeah, probably <laughs> probably wouldn't have been a good idea. <laughs> what the hell? Well, the clip of Max singing, I can't see impeding a copyright somewhere down the line. No, but you can. Impeding people's ears, perhaps, but. It wasn't that, it was the fact that you, you, you would have been able to hear the song in the background, so, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, the bright lights of Sin City. I do have a point that I will bring up later, but I can't remember. Was it was it practice sessions that it happened? What's that? The whole having to apologize, guy having to apologize because of a certain uh, team principal and Ted Kravitz incident. I can't remember that one to be honest with you, so Okay, well, we'll get into that. I'll. <laughs> yes, it was one of the pra- it was one of the practice sessions. It was when Crofty was commentating, so I think it was uh, cute. Uh, I had three then that I never saw. It was either three or I don't think it was two, but we'll get there. And one basically didn't happen. <sighs> so we shall, yeah, Vegas. So Vegas, yeah, probably the most talked about race of the year feels like the build up for this has been happening ever since it was first announced and uh, I've been a big, big one myself and been really looking forward to this one and it didn't start off well shall we say well <laughs> well correct I was expe- <laughs> I was expecting the them to show it the opening ceremony on TV they did because my skybox picked it up did they yeah, my Skybox definitely picked it up as a recording, so they did. Oh. Okay. I must, I'm session one, but the, um, the the opening ceremony thing was. I must have missed it. I said the only highlight to me was the thing I sent in the group chat, which was I'm pretty sure that guy, that Balvin one, was actually meant to time back turn one and just took a wrong turn. <laughs> The fact that he was in just this bright orange jacket. Oh, in orange high vis. <sighs> like, you know, what? What the fuck? <laughs> to be honest. God, I have to wear stuff like that for work, and we don't call it fashion. And if he tried to take a leaf out of Hamilton's book. <laughs> anyway, so, um, the other thing that got me was the sort of randomness of the artist. Because it was like, Keith Urban, yeah, pilot, was that Balvin guy who was doing Kanye tracks? Then Journey, <sighs> you just seen because when I, when I heard because before I watched, it, I heard a bit of a report on it, and it listed like two or three modern artists, and then Journey as if like well, where the frick did that one come from? <laughs> yeah, that. That strikes me as odd. Unfortunately, they did do Don't Stop Believing. I was kind of hoping they might have gone for something a little more obscure from the back catalogue. But... Yeah, but they did one of their biggest. Wait, wait, it was either going to be that. Or... I was kind of hoping they might have done separate ways. Hmm. But it was just... No, it was... Uh, I'm, I mean... guessing every, I'm guessing every race weekend has something like that. It's just not something we ever normally 
See? No, but... I mean, I can't remember where it was, but... Like, driver introductions? Wasn't there a dude in... That was part of that. Yeah, it wasn't quite as bad as the cheerleaders and that the first time they went to Austin. But it was like introduced them and they were rising up on stand. To be honest, not gonna st- I'm gonna be critical here. When am I not? <laughs> you critical? Don't it, be daft. It felt very Hunger Games esque. Like <laughs> it no, that was the only way I could describe it for the fact that them coming up out of the the up up onto like the top stage thing. It's like that was very because that was something that happened in Hunger Games. They come up up on an I... elevator uh... with <laughs> the different districts on the tribute, where for each district tribute in one in one of the Hunger Games movies, and I can never remember which one. I think it was Catching Fire, which was two. And that's I what I've it... never seen any of them. And that's what it reminded me of was it was very Hunger Games like, and I was just like. This is just cheese. And I did say it was going to be cheesy, and it's proven me. Oh, yeah, well, I will give you credit. I think the weekend made up for it in the end. But we all knew, I've been saying it for weeks, it was going to be top of the line American cheese. Yeah. Like I say, that first year we went to Austin and they did the freaking cheerleaders and the Mm. NFL style drivers running out. It was just, yeah. Doesn't quite work for Formula One. Might work for some of these American sports, but but still, you know that. And... You know, the whole the whole Le Mans style start doesn't quite work with these modern Formula One cars. <laughs> I'd love to see him try. That would actually be very funny. Do do, do <laughs> like a Le Mans start. They've got to jump in. You'd need somebody else there to tighten the seatbelts. That's what I mean. <laughs> You'd have to have somebody on the grid just to do the bloody safety belts. Why, why am I now getting a mental image of somebody who would end up like that Aston Martin mechanic last week? Aston <laughs> Martin. First down, when he was head first down in the cockpit with his feet sticking out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, I know we're padding out a bit here, guys. It's because of the fact that F, you know, FP1, there's not really much. Well, let's be honest, we've already been talking for longer than FP1 ran for. Yeah, eight minutes was it? Eight minutes FP one. It's not like that. The, the papers all say ten, but they like to round. No, it was eight. I think it was I eight. Did actually, I did actually watch it. And it was. I think it was about eight. The other things, he was teasing trouble with a new circuit because let's be honest, he's not the first circuit something like that's happened at. Yeah, but the the problem is, is you have. Um. The problem I have with it is because it. It's because it's on a live street. Road. Yes. Yeah, but to be fair, we've had we've had fully blown racetracks where drain covers have failed and stuff. Yeah, but that was off the side though, wasn't it? Button said it himself, he whacked one in mm. Brazil or something yeah. like that. But the point I'm gonna make on that, and I don't know if it's going to be the case, Sainz should never have got that penalty. I know. I I mean, if the rumour mill is true and Mercedes blocked it, then, you know, let's hope karma catches them up. 
and treats him like a set of Bose headphones. I mean, I know that was the rumour going around, the fact that Mercedes had blocked it, but it's the fact that what really would have had to happen is the fact that they... I mean, they could have done it. This is what I don't understand. There was a. I mean, enough... I, I, I get, I get that you give an F one team an inch and they're going to take ten miles. Yeah. But you could have literally put in the writing on this one occasion due to this circumstance. It's not setting a precedent. It's due to this one circumstance. It was a a blatant track failure. Yes, but Ocon. That was the thing. Ocon hit it first. You could have let both of them get away. Get change parts without penalty in my opinion I've... well yeah but this is the thing because it's in the sporting regulations they had to go by that code otherwise they would have had to call an emergency meeting of the of the motorsport council and i mean okay so it took them what <laughs> why have i not got a mental image of the ending of hot fuzz yeah <laughs> we did it for the greater good the greater good <laughs> but they should have they should have called that meeting. There was enough time between FP1 and FP2. What had happened now, for those who maybe aren't fully in the loop, basically a water valve cover, the actual... The water valve covers were welded down. Okay, let's call it a manhole cover. It's what we'd, it's what we'd know as a manhole or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Now, all the covers were welded down right at the start of the race as per rules of what they have to do. This isn't new. Monaco do the same thing. Singapore. Two mm. tickets have to do this. Now, they welded it down, yes, but then the actual concrete around where they'd welded it failed. Yeah. Which, it was a weak piece of concrete. That's I don't actually hold anyone really responsible for that because that probably just happened. And you've got to think where it was. That is a, That's not a shut-off part of the circuit. That was a live piece of road. And it was a fast piece of straight. Yeah where the cars have got full ground effect going. So, Ocon will have probably slightly dislodged it by running over it. Was it Ocon? Sainz found... In fact, somebody before Ocon might have actually dislodged it. Well, that's what I mean. There was... Something's happened there, and then Sainz basically just found it, and holy crap. Hell of a wallop. I mean, if you watch the onboard, you actually saw... The car lift. You saw the car bounce. Yeah. yeah. That wouldn't have been good for his bloody back. He seemed fine. Look, let's just say that categorically, yeah, he seemed unhurt. Yeah, but it is st- he'd have still felt it on his back. Oh, yeah, oh, you'd feel that one for a while. Never but... mind, you know, never mind they've got the form, you know, they've got the padding or whatever it is in the seats for be like, be like comfort. Be like his dad in bloody Dakar. Yeah. But, yeah, the signs penalty was very, very harsh. They... I mean, it says, it says a lot when even Verstappen was saying that he shouldn't have been He was pissed. He... When, one of your, when one of your rivals is sticking up for you in a situation like that. Yeah. But, but... yeah. I mean, Vasseur was... Vasseur was fuming. Oh, well, it's... You know, yes. it's, not, it's not just the penalty. It's the money, it's the cost. That's the more components. Well, what was that? What did they, they? I read somewhere they estimated the repair bill to be nearly a million quid. That sounds on the low end of the scale to me, if I'm honest. Yeah, I couldn't remember the exact figure. For an F1 car, but no, I get what you're saying, and you're right. But what the point I'm trying to make is 
we're this close to the end of the season. Teams don't want to be putting brand new components in a car for one race. No. It's not worth it because most of these engines are going to go next year. So literally, mm. that engine of, of science is going to do two two races, and then he's going to be done. Yeah. Whereas he'd have really hoped he could just eke the existing pool out. Hmm. I mean, and yeah, no. It... But also, the flip side of it was we lost a full session on a track where nobody had any experience. Yeah. It was looking quite doubtful for a while whether FP2 was going to go ahead or not. Yeah, and it got delayed. I had a feeling if we'd have got to Sunday with very little running time on Saturday, I thought we'd have some real fun on our hands. Yeah, if we got qualifying. But yeah, like, you know, it was just. So they eventually decided the concrete fell, which of course meant they had to go and check every single drain cover. Every. At that point, you have to check everything because you can't risk that happening a second time. Well, there was what, over 32? Covers, Something like that. over 30-odd covers they had to check. But, I mean, okay, so the class, you know, this what this is what it tells you. So, Leclerc got four laps in for hmm. FP1. Yeah, about that eight cars didn't actually set a lap at all, wasn't they? Um, so six or eight cars didn't even set Stroll, Piastri, Albon and Alonso did not set lap times that was it I don't get why they class them as having two laps they might have had actually two a few did get two or three laps in before they might yeah they might have been non-time lapse looking at that yes i think that i think when it does that lap count it includes warm up and cool down laps it's not just yeah i think there was like, full tilt laps. yeah i think there was i think they basically would unless they were going to do a prep uh, they were prepping for a flying lap and then the red flag came out and then the session got abandoned not surprisingly yeah but then like in FP2, Ferraris were looking on it. I am going to say that. They were looking on. Well, the Ferraris have looked, Ferraris looked good all weekend. Let's just, Ferrari has this habit, though. Ferrari have done this. They look good on like practice and qualifying, and then just it falls apart during the race. Yeah, but there was a bit of argy-bargy, but we'll get to that one. Um... A bit of argy-bargy in F1, never. I mean, fair fair play to Alonso. He was looking on it as well. Oh, he, as I've said before, I think the last couple of races, he's yeah, his form at the moment is brilliant. Since they sw- since they swapped the upgrades, went back to the old one. Yeah. I mean, you only have to go back. You only have to go back to Brazil. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah, that. Pippin, Pippin Perez to the line. Uh, <laughs> I have a point I'll make about that later on. Mm-hmm. Why Again. And then... Uh, 
So eventually, after much messing around, we did get FP2 going, albeit an hour and a half later than it was supposed to be. Two hours. Two hours. Leading to, um, you put this in the notes, now I kind of half caught it. Why were the fans turfed out? Did they give a reason or? Yes. Basically, the security company had to stop working. Oh, well, it hit the end of their hours. Yeah. That's why, that's why, that's why they, yeah, they couldn't have anybody within the grandstand paddock area or anything because the security con, the contractor they got in for security had come to the end of the hours. Oh, right. Now, I've worked in security, right? I was going to say, this is an industry that you know pretty well. Yeah, I've oh. worked in security. Now, you've worked in UK where rules and regulations could be slightly different. different. Um, but if you have a big company, a big security firm, or security firms, maybe more than one, helping out at the F1, if you have staff that can work, or are, if you've got enough staff that can work or stand by, you could have drafted them in. You would think... To cover. To basically do... You know, to do that FP2 session and allow the fans there. Because yeah. I'm I'm sorry. The Formula One's policy over FP2, uh, F, the FP2 and having no fans in the grandstand, was to offer said fans $200. Not cash. Oh. Of merch credit, wasn't it? It was merchandise credit. Yeah. To be what fair, a... F to be fair. I'm sorry, but that $200 does not cover them prices they were paying. They were expecting them no. fans to pay for them tickets. I will say, though, speaking of merch, those, like, Leatherman jackets did look nice. They did. I did think how much one of them would set you back, but... So, yeah, for the $200 merch voucher, they could have walked away with probably a jacket and about maybe five T-shirts, if that. I doubt you get that many. I bet the jacket would be on the side of $100. Well, yeah, maybe, but... Let's be honest, this is genuine. I mean, I've looked at the F1 site for stuff in this country. Hmm. And it makes your eyes water a little bit. That's why I used, uh, that's why I used Brand Alley, not sponsored. <laughs> Although, if you do want to, Brand Alley, hit us up at... We'll take our we'll take your money at gtuk.com. Yeah, that would well for business inquiries. Check the email address. Um, <laughs> oh no, there is there has been some nice merch on Brand Alley Formula One wise. Not gonna lie, That's not gonna is. lie at that. Um, because there's a possibility either I'm getting a Red Bull, I'm either getting a Super Dry backpack for Christmas, or I'm getting a Red Bull backpack. So yeah, as much to the pain of to my father, who uh, is uh, a Mercedes fan. <laughs> oh, I love rubbing it in, especially when Hamilton screws up. It's funny, but yeah, no, I think that the way that F one handled the fans in FP, the, the whole situation with FP two, was a bit, yeah. Right. I, I think mean, you knew more about it than I did. Yeah, it felt... Honestly, it... 
to have them running around with no fans felt... Do you remember what they did back in the uh, pandemic time, shall we say? Yeah, we had a couple of races like that, didn't we? Yeah, and that's what it felt like. Okay, I yeah. get it. It was like half past stupid o'clock in the morning over there. But they were still hammering round. This is also the same F1 who put massive screens up so you couldn't just see it from <sighs> like walking round. You had to be <laughs> I... not F1's finest moment that one, but it wasn't. And now now hearing the reasoning behind it is a bit more than just it wasn't just petty. No, it wasn't. It basically you know, that's why I I said it was a bit of an embarrassment for F1 in in my notes because it was a little bit of an embarrassment, but I know the I do know the reason behind why it wasn't. It was because the security firm or firms had not enough to probably cover the uh, session, so that's why that didn't happen. And. Yeah. I... Was it album? Was it album? Let me just... I've... Unfortunately, I've... Put something in my notes, which I can't remember if it was FP2 or FP3. Al the album bump. Is that... Um... I think it was like I never saw three, so I can't comment on it happening three, but I'm just looking it no, it wasn't three. It's two. Looking at the results it's Yeah, it was two session two. I believe. I wouldn't have... I'd put it there on... I wouldn't have put it there if it wasn't. Mm. So basically, yeah, Albon had a little bump with the wall in Turn 5. Yeah, it was Turn... It was Turn 5. Um, and the tyre came off the rim. Hmm. Something we've seen happen a few times lately. Yeah. And it's a bit... It makes you think, though. Because I'm... Uh, yeah, it was it was FP2 because it was uh, FP2 because a button, button commented on it. Because Button said, oh, what about yeah. the tether? But then it wasn't until Karoon, Karoon actually mm -hmm. pointed out... Karoon? Yeah, Karun pointed out that it, the tire had come off the rim, and it was just like, was there just not enough heat in the tire to well, keep? They were struggling with that one because the temperatures were like the lowest it was, it was the lowest it ever raced in. Well, they were about. It was I, certainly... I was going to say they were about our temperatures, weren't they? Yeah, but the thing was what we're the, experiencing uh, now. The track temperatures weren't the 
track temperatures were the same as the air temperatures, and that doesn't normally happen. I mean, well, what do you expect? What works with? No, yeah, but they don't, they don't race F1 in England in November for that reason. So the tyres, you struggle to turn the tyres on. I mean, you saw what it was like. It was like ice for a lot of them. Yeah, but what did they expect? They're in the middle of the sodding desert. Well, you are, technically. Yeah, yeah, but deserts are normally hot. Not at night, they're not. Deserts are dangerous places at night. They can read the temperatures and really plummet out there. It's like, you know, you could go to UAE, you know, you could go to the UAE and, or whatever, and go to a certain, go to, I don't know, go to the Sahara Desert. Why don't you go fighting? Why don't you go fight? I don't know, you'd be, you know, you'd be all right during the day, but, ish. But during the night, you, yeah, you'd struggle because of the temperature oh, yeah. drops. And that's why I think, like you said, they were just struggling for tyre temp. That and the surface, because it said it was a very, very rare thing there, that there was no support races. Yeah. There was no rubber getting laid down. No. No, that's this weekend. Um, support, one support race will come back. Yeah. I don't know if if any like Porsche Super Cup or anything like that's going to happen, but um, I couldn't, you know, I generally don't. But I know the F two is coming back this weekend, and I am going to shut up and let you. Oh, you didn't see FP three, did you? I said sorry, I missed FP three completely. So, quick summary of FP three. Uh. Russell come out on top. Piastri, Sergeant. Yeah, process that one. Mm. I mean, to be fair, the the Williams have been looking, had been looking strong, and we know what the Williams is like down the straight. It's been quick. Oh yeah, this has been very. That's been his main. See that and that album can out drive it. But yeah, no. In FP3, that was a that was a mega lap from Sergeant. Just the problem That's is. Some style, wasn't it? Yeah, but the problem is with Sergeant. You know, he did well. Well, no, actually, no, I can't I can't really say what I'm about to say because I'm going to have to backtrack that. I mean, be- why? Because it, was a, because it was a mega laugh and I was about to say, but maybe he didn't do well in qualifying, but yeah, I forgot he actually did. Yeah, that's it, Because <laughs> I was about to say, oh, it's his, it, he went back, he went backwards in qualifying, but then I realised, no, shit, he didn't because he, he, got through to Q3 for once which was a surprise to me so yeah let's move on to qualifying shall we <laughs> and I'll let you lead this one well, um, well I don't know I've said the only part that stood out for me was Perez not making Q3 Perez and Hamilton both missing out on Q3 I think Perez he slipped his timings up a little bit. 
But then following up what you said, both Williams in the top six once Sainz's penalty was taken into account. Yeah. You know, like I say, Sargent in front of his home crowd managed to put a real show on. Actually, the, the first time this year, I think he's actually sort of impressed me a little bit. I, yeah, was... I think we've talked at length about our thoughts on him and his future. Yeah. But I've, I... Does one race... But they say you only have as good as your last race, don't they? Which, yeah. so, I mean, his case then gives him a little bit of a reprieve at the moment, but... I mean, I don't know if... I think we had a great leveller, though, because the way it was... Um, because we've gone to a lot of tracks this year that he's not known, but this was a track that nobody knew. Nobody knew apart from simulations. Really? I think that maybe helped him a little bit because there was a lot more drivers basically in the same boat as him. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was the way it seemed. You know, I mean... It... I don't... I don't know what happened to Perez. I think Perez just stuffed his tyres. There was something wrong with... I think he they basically got his timing. The track was ramping up as the session went on. Hmm. I think they just got their timing slightly wrong, ended up out of the wrong point. Couldn't get the car turned around fast enough to get out for a last run. It's kind of the same with Max. I think they screwed his timing as well. I mean, yes, okay, he was in third, but... Yeah, he you know. still managed to keep it inside the top ten, but yeah, it was... But I think they screwed him because he was on... He was the quickest car at one point, and then... Oh, yeah. Then... Yeah, Ferrari's Ferrari just... Thing. Came along and just went denied. Yeah. There was a game makes that penalty for science even more of a shame because without that, you don't know. It had certainly been right up there. You don't know where, how the start would have You gone. don't know how the start would have gone. It was just. I mean, what I will say is, yeah. Alpha Tauri. I mean, Danny Rick out qualified Yuki got to Q2. You claim for any little win you can get in that department, don't you, at the moment? Yeah, but I still don't, as much as it, you know, it hurts me to say, I still would have preferred Lawson in that car. Well, he was there, one of you saw him in the... Yeah. During qualifying, he showed him in the pit. Mm. I still would have preferred Lawson in the car for the rest of the season. Let Danny recover, get his strength yeah. back fully. And then brought him back for next... He had the contract for next season, so there was... I don't understand... I didn't understand the urgency to bring him back. Yeah. All I can think is there could have been some contractual clause that would have lost them a chunk of sponsorship money or something. What, due to... Because of the fact that he, like... Because it's Austin and he makes a big deal out of it. No, maybe not necessarily for Austin, just in general. Maybe because... You've got to assume this is a shame because we don't have a definite look. He'll bring a couple of sponsors with him who'll help to fund his drive, basically. Yeah. Now, those sponsors are going to start getting antsy that they want. Probably a couple of Australian companies, as silly as it sounds. 
mm. could have started getting, you know, look, if you want the funding for the last few races, he needs to be back in the car. Yeah, but the, the problem was if he was if it wasn't ready, it was tough shit. He wasn't, it's, yeah, you know. We got to the point where he sort of pretty much was, hadn't we? That's the thing. Yeah, I know. But I'm, what I'm saying is... I'm it, sure if he hadn't been up to full fitness, then they wouldn't have pushed it lot and would have stayed in. Yeah, there'd have been no now, way he I'm, would I'm have gone in. I'm purely speculating here, so don't go like... Nobody go like attacking Australian companies for this, I'm guessing. I just... I know how this works in other forms of motorsport, and I know it to an extent in F1 because... Although the drivers are paid, a lot F1 of is money. Expensive. Oh yeah. And what you'll often find is a lot of your drivers who get up there will have backing deals themselves. Well, look at Albon. Perez brings a lot of money into Red Bull from sort of Mexico and South South America. Yeah, Albon. A lot. Com- yeah, Albon. A lot comes with Perez. I know because, like I say, he's the only thing South America sort of have. In the sport, so he's... That's like, look how much money probably Guan Yu Zhou brought with him. Oh, yeah. And you also get other things. It can sometimes be like, you know, we're all pretty sure Yuki got the drive because he was a, because he was a Honda engine. Oh, we're sure that certainly helped sweeten the deal. You know, we'll have a Japanese driver. Well, apart from, apart from that, he, he probably had money. There's probably money behind him. It was like... I think he could have been. It could have been Honda paying his fees. Yeah, maybe. But you know, you got the likes of Norris. Where did he come from? Because I don't. Rem- do I don't remember hearing him about. I don't remember him hearing about him in F two. He certainly did. He was in F two, F three, the same time as Verstappen and all that, wasn't he? Was he? I know. I know. Max and Charles used to cart together. I know Max and Charles actually did cart together. Yeah, you follow the law formulas more than me. So I'd need to go. I'd need yet. to go back and have a look to see because. Yeah, I don't know, but I know Yuki. Yuki was an F two. Uh, Yuki was an F two. Yeah, now, he was. Came second in Formula 2 in 2018. Yeah. Before that was Formula 3 2016. Janetta Jr.'s first in 2014. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I am going to say... I know... It, this is a little bit off topic here. But it's worth the mention. Well done, Williams. For who... Well done, Williams. For who they've signed for the F1 Academy. I have no idea on this. You're going to have to fill me in. I'm just going to mention the name. Leah Block. Ken, Ken, Ken Block's daughter. Yes. Yes, I did see that, sorry. Because I sent it. <laughs> Probably would. I think I saw it. It, was, well, it started being sort of branded about anyway, but... What a signing. I mean, this is well off topic, but I did watch the tribute video 
on the Hoonigan YouTube of her taking the Hooney Pig up Pike's Peak and she finished it. She'd never driven that car. Right. The girl's got no fear. What the hell is she going to be like? <laughs> well, hopefully. This know. is the thing. What's she going to be like in an F1, like in an F1 Academy car? Hopefully this is the, she could be the one that manages to break through to... Jack. Christ. Well, the thing is, Leah Block... So it is now, we're now sort of F1, you know, talking F1 Academy here. She has a drag license. She can legally drive a drag car. I was going to say, that's not to do with clothes, is it? No. She can literally drive a drag car down a drag strip. Yeah, that just means in a straight line, that's nothing. Yeah, but you and can... I'm waiting all the angry drag racing fans to at me for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, come on, we take the piss out of NASCAR for only like in left turns. That's the spot that even took them out. Mm. <laughs> but you know what I mean? She's got she's multidisciplined, is Leah Block. You know, you could be seeing a, a few if she can get her head down well, learn. She is a quick learner, as you know, if you've ever seen her videos on the videos ah. on YouTube. She's a quick learner if you've ever seen any of the Hoonigan videos. Right. Glad you clarified that one because that one was sounding wrong at one point. You know, um, if she can get her head down and learn the discipline and everything behind the F1 Academy, you could be seeing a future star there. You know, who could beat Chadwick? Record, you know. I mean, it's yeah, it's a good signing for Williams, and it's probably uh, and it's probably because where, uh, next year F one Academy is going to be endorsed by the teams. Yeah, which is a good thing, because obviously, like we have mentioned. Bustamantes and stuff like that, you know. It's... The publicity behind her and the site, you know, the, the probably amount of sponsorship she's got is probably going to help things out well yeah. there. And, you know, the yes, it, she is who she is, but there's not... She hasn't got that pressure because her, like, like, let's say Mick Schumacher, we'll go back to Formula 1. Mick Schumacher had a lot of pressure on him because of who his dad was. Or is, I will say. I don't want to use past tense on him because he's, he's still alive. No, he's still alive, yeah. That's, I know what you mean. You know, Mick had that amount of pressure when he came into Formula 1 and because of his name. Mm. She, you know, Leah has, yes, she had, she had a famous dad, but he was more... On the drift. I think he did rally at one point as well. He, he, he didn't attempt at rallying, which he actually didn't have a brilliant track record at. No, but... Because apparently when you couldn't do it 400,000 times to practice first, mm. the guy could drive it wrong. I mean, you know, we say that, you know, Kimmy tried rallying and didn't do brilliantly at it, so it's a very different discipline. Yeah, so... 
you know, she's not going to have as much... Although, to be fair, that is the second F1. That could potentially be the second driver in this sport with rallying history in the family. Yeah, but Leah, is, Leah does have a rally discipline herself. I'm talking about Carlos, obviously. Oh, you're talking about... this. Yeah, I know you're talking about Carlos, but Leah actually does have the, the discipline herself. She's, like I said, she's multi... She's multi-disciplined. Anyways, we're going way too much off this tangent. Yeah, we'll see right back on something. Qualifying covered. Um, apart in fact, before... from oh, the fact that, you know, I, the one thing I didn't understand with Ferrari was... Lots of things we don't understand with Ferrari, let's be fair. I know that you know, science was trying to eliminate his damage. But I just don't see why they bothered. <laughs> but I get why they did. Because of the fact that... Um... Oh, that's why Stroll got penalised. Okay. So Stroll got penalised. Yeah. And... You know, obviously, Sainz basically minimised his damage by starting between, behind Perez and Hamilton. Yeah, that was fun. Anyways, let's move on to the rest. Anything else you want to add? Anything you want to add quickly? No, I don't think I've got nothing from that session, certainly, to add. So, obviously, as you've just heard, obviously, we talked about Sainz and Stroll getting their penalties... And then we go... So, lights go out. Well, let's come into a brief mention to what was probably the most chaotic grid war of well, the year, which is saying something. I'll let you take this because I have no clue because I, honestly, I muted the grid walk, so this one's down to you. I don't know if I was The amount of people on it was insane. The amount of people... Shaquille O'Neal with the extra long microphone wire just got me. And as I said to you, I still gutted that when he, he made a beeline for Kylie and totally missed Terry Crews. Who I think would have been a ten times funnier interview. Terry Crews, Terry Crews, Terry Crews, Terry Crews. From White Chicks and all that. Oh, he does, really, doesn't, really doesn't he? Horse America's got talent. I think he does not have watched him, but really, really jacked guy. Why didn't you just say Brooklyn Nine? Uh, Brooklyn. No, I haven't watched that, but I guess I do know he's in. That, yeah, he's yeah. in that. But yeah, no, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's the the trail from White Chicks. I was thinking White Chicks when he's in the car, damn singing to Vanessa Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would have. Absolutely, whenever you. He's one of, whenever you see him do anything, he must be... Uh, he obviously doesn't take himself seriously. No. He's something I've always credited Shaquille O'Neal with. I must admit, he kind of came across as a bit of a prat in that grid walk, but I won't say that to his face because he'd punch me and I'd never see daylight again. He'd have to fucking reach you first. What do you mean? It'd be easy to be like cartoons. He'd knock me into the ground like a fucking nail. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was big. He is tall, though. Gotta admit. Well, he's always been a. Holy crap. 
like I say, I always think whenever you watch him in films, he always seems really excited. He just doesn't seem to take himself seriously. Mm. But no, Terry Crews. I think I agree, Terry. If it if he was there, uh, he would have been a better him. interview. Yeah. But, than than like, Kyle. Kyle Neal literally, Martin tried to, and all he went was Lewis Hamilton, baby, and that was it. As he walked past, that's all he said, which was a bit like, okay, that's a bit of a crap, but. Yeah. I honestly could see the grid walks disappearing either next season or very soon, I think. To be honest, I wouldn't blame I wouldn't blame mine. Long no, as, as long as and they honestly, don't would have we, would we overly miss them? Probably not. No. As long as like I said, as long as they don't try and replace it with the likes of Danica Patrick. And... You'd end up being Karun or something like that, I bet, if they went to anybody. <sighs> Don't get me wrong. When... When... Um... Oh, my God. What the hell is he called? Johnny... Andy Davidson also did one this year, didn't he, if I remember right, when mine wasn't there. Yeah. Was it Johnny Herbert one last year? Was, but what I was going to say, I don't think they pick, like, Danica. They'd use an ex... F1 drivers. I think the XF1 drivers get a certain respect. Yeah, but it just helps them do it. Yeah, but that was a problem. When they did the grid walk, they used, like, was it Bernie Collins and all that lot for one of the grid walks? And it was just like, what a train wreck. Because it was, yeah, because Danica Patrick was there involved in it as well. It was just an absolute train wreck. I can't remember that. But yeah, cause I can honestly see. I think, I think, my, I think it's just. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I personally, I, I personally think I just personally feel that they they do need they need to go. There's also the one where Crofty interviewed the crowd instead. One. No, it was mine. Was it mine? That was Belgium one. Yeah. Bad. Yeah, because he he said I'm not going to do a grid walk. I'm going to yeah, do so the was... going to do the crowd instead. Which so I actually <laughs> no, well that's what he said. He was he was going to he was going to interview the crowd. And it's like I actually preferred that, yeah, compared to this grid walk bollocks that we get. I know they like to talk to the you know I know he likes to talk to the drivers and all that lot. I know you know, but no matter how many times we've said this, look, yes, we get it. You're there to promote some shit, but you need to give. Yeah. You know, you've been invited by... How many other sports, literally five minutes before they start, is there suddenly a microphone shoved under the nose and asked to... Um... You know what I mean? It's not a... The... You don't don't see swimmers suddenly getting a... No. Well, they're stood on, literally, at the side of the pool. How do you think this is going to go? Yeah. There is one in the... Right, is it Ferrari's Super Cup or something? There's some sort of event that happens with the Ferraris. I know that they do like a grid walk type thing there because I have watched it. It's been on Sky and I've, I have watched that. So I know they do something like the F1 grid walk, yeah. but it's not. It's some with some Italian chick that <laughs> just makes it very hard to understand. <laughs> and then, of course, we had the the great American National Anthem by Donny Osmond. Yeah, I was going to pick... There's, a, I was, there's the name that all the kids are going to recognise. I was going to pick up on that. 
And I forgot about that because that's one thing I didn't actually write down. And that was the thing I, you know, before we started this, I said, look, there is one thing I want to say. And I'm just like, I didn't, I didn't, I unmuted for the, like, national anthem. It's one thing I'm going to say. Dignitaries, whoever the fuck you are, stop putting your hand on your heart, you fucking doofs. That's an American thing, isn't it? They do it at every fucking race. <laughs> they do well, it at every bastard yeah. race. It's like, look, it's it just looks fucking pathetic. Oh, God, me, like, if F1's here trying to appeal to a younger audience, yeah, Donny Osmond. Because <sighs> all them kids know about the Osmonds. I know about the Osmond, and I was just like, what the actual fuck are you doing? It's just like, Oh, come on. And let's be honest with you, in Vegas they were not they weren't short of people there who could have, you know, artists doing residences. Well, yeah. <laughs> they booted one out of to be honest, we're gonna say it, they booted one out of the sphere. Yeah, but let's be honest, anybody who manages to boot a U two out of something <laughs> deserves a medal. <laughs> I'm not a U two fan in case anybody listening hadn't gathered. I'm not a U two fan to be honest. But <laughs> They had to rock music what piles are to comfortable shits. Oh, it was just... <laughs> Wait for that one on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was just... That's just thrown him off his train of thought completely. It has. <laughs> oh, it was just weird. I'm okay. And it, then we got racing. You know, it was a nice rendition of the National Anthem, but the fact to have Donny Osmond but yeah no seriously the dignitaries if you've ever if you ever get to do watch the national anthems and keep watching the national anthems back you do see the dignitaries do this whole hand on heart shit well that's always been an American thing for national anthems in general I know it's always and that you know it is very American you see you know, they panned right across and there's Stefano. Stefano de Minicali with his hands down by his, down by his side. Good boy, Stefano. Good boy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, as you can tell, some of the whole this like proceedings for the national anthem, yeah. I mean, even on our own national anthem, I will happily turn around and say, look, just stop it. It's point it's just poncy, pathetic, and just it's just bollocks you don't need to do it you just stand there with your arms down by your side don't need to fucking you know make yourself look like you're having a fucking heart attack on national tv jeez what do you mean you don't do the full hbmr salute when national anthem plays no oh fair enough just me then (laughs) (laughs) nobody will and Unless any, you know, unless any Americans are done, won't understand that because I don't know if they they would get that reference. Yeah, I don't know if you ever made it across the American version of a dwarf. Probably not. Well, it did. Only made the, I think it only made the pilot in the end. But I don't think they carried that on. But yeah, let's get into the race. Yeah. Lights out and away we go. Yep. And immediately to me, there needs to be a harsher penalty for some term for pushing another driver off the track. But the thing, the thing was, was yes, they warmed the tyres up, but yet even with them sitting 
one thing we will point out as well, the grid was like Monaco. The back of the grid was around the frigging corner. You had to have a separate set of lights for the new one. Yeah. Um, did it both? Tyres would have cooled down quite quickly, I imagine. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you've seen shit like that before. Brazil. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, and, I, and I've been a big believer in you look less, you look less tyres on turn one incidents. But I'm sorry, Max should have got more of a penalty than he got for that one. And which, what, are we talking between him and Leclerc? Yes. Sorry, I was just looking at your, no, I was looking at your side of the notes and thinking, Max and Russell? Yeah, turn one, he, he basically maxed out Brace up a little bit, ran wide and pushed Leclerc off the track. He did get a five-second penalty for him. The trouble is, five-second penalties are so meaningless a lot of the time. Uh, I think further down the line, I think, somewhere and I can't think where Max has had a point added to his super license and so somebody else um, yeah there's been a further punishment Max has had a point added to his super license and I somebody else has had another point added to their super license as well I mean he said it all with Max's answer when he was told you got the penalty was just all send them my regards that was fucking hilarious now, if I'd been the FIA, there'd be a nice fine going his way for that one. Why? That's tongue and that just... that, that's a fucking tongue and cheek. That's just tongue and cheek against him. That's just blatantly saying that he doesn't give a crap about the rules. Well, would you? To be honest, would you? Do you kind of blame him for the shit show the FIA have been this season? You still have to. You still. It's one of those. I just think we've got to the point where the five-second penalties are pretty much meaningless, especially to a car which can pull two seconds in a lap if it really wants to. Well, he did. So maybe we need to look at. I mean, to me, they should just be forced to hand the place back. And if time's moved on and the guy's way back, then tough. You're gonna have to sort it. Well, they they didn't even. That's the thing. They didn't even consider that. That was the well, weird... The FAA, the FAA now will not ask you to hand a place back. They will expect you to do that. They will you know, pros they will punch you harder if you don't. But they're not going to... The FAA are no longer going to say hand a place back. No. Be because they want you to figure that one out by yourself. And so if you fix your own problem, then they're happy just to leave it as... Yes, but the race director can intervene if they... if. They so wish. I mean, the weirdest thing was, is all I'm going to say here, is the fact that we didn't get any red flags. Which I was kind of expecting. Yeah. We got two, we got two safety cars. And one VSC. But the red flags more came, like we say, red flag... FP1, FP2. You know, we we saw more red flags in practice. Okay, one was serious, but, you know, 
we've already covered that. Um, and I just, there was a couple of, there was a incident that could have possibly been a red flag. But I get why they didn't want to red flag it. Well, I don't think they ever really want to red flag races, not to mention time limits with it being closed streets becomes your issue. Well, that's the point. But the Norris incident could have been a red flag. It could have been. And to me, it never was going to because it was always the car was well clear of the track by the time it came to a rest. It was in a runoff area. Yeah, that's what I mean. It wasn't. Oh, they it, didn't leave a massive amount of debris, but they managed to clear it under just. Yellow. So a safety car. Yellow, it was a safe... safety car, which, if they could do that, then fair enough. Yes, but if they hadn't been able to shift that, if it had been damaged, the tech pro. Yeah, I don't think there wasn't any tech pro where it hit was. I think it hit straight into wall. I don't know if it was if it was tech pro or like foam, like a big foam barrier thing that was multi layered. There was definitely no tires there. Because you could tell. You didn't really have the space, did you? <laughs> no, that's what I mean. There was no tyres. It was just like a multi-layered foam barrier type thing. But, yeah, it could, like I said, if they were quicker with... The good thing I will point out, they were quicker with safety car decisions this time. They were a yeah. lot quicker with that. Oh, yeah. But I did notice, and I forgot to mention that, during FP1... When they showed you the pictures of the stewards actually looking at cars, damage to the Ferrari. They, two of them stewards are ex-racing drivers. Yeah, well, there's always been at least one ex-racing driver on the stewards list. One of them, I believe, raced with Brundle. Derek Warwick won it. I think so. Yeah, well, Derek Warwick definitely yeah. won it. He was Tillman. Yeah. He raced with Brundle. I remember that. As soon he as racing Le Mans. Yeah, I know. But as soon as the as soon as they said the name, I'm thinking, mm, okay, I know that name. And then I realised because he raced with Brundle. But yeah, I don't know with the whole penalty thing. It was just. Mm, Excuse me. I mean, okay, you know, it was five seconds. I'm thinking. Well, you know, he's he's just going to pit. You know, he'll go into the pits, serve for five seconds, and he'll, he'll just breeze back past. Mm. I just... Hmm. Whether they need to re like rewrite the rules, but like I said, there was a bit of a harsher penalty handed out that the fact that he got a point on the Super Licence. What's the whole Max and Russell thing? What's that? Well, did you not see Max and Russell collided about halfway through but caused a second safety car? Oh, was that Ma that was that Max's uh, like dive? Yeah, the FAA put the blame on Russell, didn't they? Of not basically turning in on him, but yeah. Well, Russell yeah, the late dive by Max, which Russell obviously didn't see coming, and they ended up. Luckily, no big damage with the car, but he called the second safety car, which was part of the situation, actually. 
Pacific Perez got kind of lucky because he shit luck in the first turn. Yeah. But they managed to time both safety cars to perfection. But what I will say about Perez, he was just unlucky. Unfortunately, he'd left more downforce on his car. They were yeah, they were running. They were running a different wing on his back wing was different. And he wasn't able. He didn't have the straight line speed that Max or Chow had. I was very surprised as well. What I will say, I was surprised at Max backing down to try yeah. and, to try and pull him. I think Max has got to the point where he realised he's got the win and he realises that how much the team won that one too. And they've got it now. They've got it now, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I know we're going all over the place here, guys. And it, <laughs> it's... It was all over the place, never. It's just the fact that... There was a lot going on in the race, but... There kind of wasn't. Because the field spread got a bit... That's one thing I noticed. It did field spread for a little bit. And then when the pit stops happened, your field spread got a little bit worse. Wasn't yeah. until a safety car... Well, that... you said this robot safety cars. They are good at that about bringing... That it, obviously, it brought... The field back. Yeah. I mean, would you have risked... Where's... Which turn was it? I don't know, because the cars look like spider pig. <laughs> spider pig. He did! It was, it was an upside-down pig. It was an upside-down Although, as I pointed out, it was a pig with no tail, so it was a Manx pig. Yeah. It was just like, what? But, was it turn... Where was most of the overtakes? Was it turn... F... It was into eight, wasn't it? Was it not 14? Because there was, was it... There was the one, and I can't with numbers. Really and sharp. A little inner curb really pushed you out towards the wall on the outside. It was where the Max and Russell incident happened, and I'm amazed we didn't get more cars into that wall, I'll be honest. Yeah, I know. Uh... Sorry, I've got, sorry guys, I've got the circuit map in front of me. No? Turn 9? No? Is it somewhere around there? There's turn 9, or you've got turn 12. 12 or 4 no I think it was 14 wasn't it <laughs> before the start you know because of where it kink, goes left and then kinks right and then you straight up the strip towards the start finish line I think it was turn 14 and yeah I mean, I hate it when F1 do this. They put it in kilometres. It's really annoying. Yeah. Guess who holds the lap record for Vegas? Considering we've only had... Piastri. Yeah, Piastri. Yeah, because he got fastest lap. Yeah, Piastri holds the lap record. 
which yeah I imagine that'll get beaten probably next year but that's his little claim to fame <laughs> it might not you never know uh, depends what happens um what else can what else is there to really say here um we'll talk about the say the end of the race and the little Rolls Royce journey they all took so you had that was it you had Norris obviously crash it turned yeah. turns out that Norris's crash was actually caused by the bump after they checked the findings it was in fact that bump that caused him to like lose control and as I've said before though don't forget I say I will give some credit to a brand spanking new circuit that you could have issues like this and it's you know these things happen and at least we know and things will get changed for next year no doubt but will it though because that is a live part of the road that is a live road yeah they'll be able to do more with it now they know hmm And then obviously we had uh, Hulkenberg retired. Can't remember why. Did you catch that at all? No, it was just a few of failure. One by one spent. I honestly didn't. Yuki was out with a gearbox issue, but he went the same place that Hulkenberg did. Hmm. Um, on your side, you. Do you want to highlight the Alonso thing? Well, I just uh, we saw something we don't see very often, which was a mistake from Fernando. One of your turn one, he got a great start, steamed in, and then just couldn't get it turned. Mm. Well, unfortunately, that caused a bit of a chain reaction, which then caused <laughs> a little bit of a kerfuffle, shall we say? Yeah. So obviously, as you know, if you've watched the race, you know, it was Max, Leclerc, and Perez. Now, towards the end, it would have been Max and Perez. But Leclerc, holy crap, he had some cojones. Is all I'm going to say. <laughs> Jesus. I was just, I was kind of picturing, along, you know, the whole Alonso and... Uh, Perez battle from Brazil happening yeah. again. But that could, if Leclerc hadn't judged that right, that could have gone really long, wrong for them oh, yeah. both. But yeah, the way he passed Perez. And it was the same, it, it was the weirdest thing because it was the same corner. That just a few laps ago, they'd exchanged. They'd already exchanged positions. Mm. So the client knew, obviously knew that was you know there was a good spot to do it, but it was wherever he could have do it, and yeah, yeah, he did it. It was just like, and I was watching it, and I would just went. And obviously, at that time in the morning, I couldn't really want voice my uh, <laughs> opinion, but it was like, 
I think the words that were going to come out my go my mouth was, "Oh my god," because <laughs> that was it was just brave. So going towards after the race, and this is I'm going to hand quickly to David here. Yeah, the end of the race, which was, I say, I stopped by, I'm guessing, one of the big hotels there, the Bellagio, did you say, no, did you say you said it? It's the Bellagio, yeah. Bellagio. Must have paid a good amount of money because they all got, the three race podium finishers all got dumped into a Rolls Royce, at which point the Red Bull chief mechanic who was going with them got turfed back out of said Rolls Royce. Hmm. In quite spectacular fashion. And they were sent round the corner to one of the big hotels to do the interviews. Now, you have a theory on this that it was to do with getting things sorted out, ready for the actual podium, which, like, I must admit, I did not see the podium because, like I say, I, mm. I'd been up for quite a while at that point, so I... Uh... Dude, I hadn't slept. I was late. I was up all night. Yeah, I didn't sleep after the race because I normally don't go until like midnight anyway. And it was like by the time I'd done that to try and get back up again at four wasn't going to work. I had my alarm set for four just in case I actually did uh, that. I did um, doors at all. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the whole, I was expecting it to be an American car, but I'll tell you what, that, that, uh, if it, that Rolls Royce could shift, especially on the way back, it shifted. Oh, yeah. Never no, not a slow car. I mean, okay, usually it's the cool down room and then suddenly it became a cool down car. Cool down car, yeah. And the pit, the pit garage and everything is a permanent building. Yeah, it's going to be the home of F1 in America for, do you reckon, at least, well, they basically say it's got a 10-year contract at this point, don't yeah. they? Which I'm happy to see, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm, I think, based on this weekend, I think it's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, okay, you know, them, watching them in the car was quite entertaining. Um... I mean, I do wonder how, I do wonder how much wet design was, uh, probably really annoyed the fact that they had to alter their uh, programming of the Bellagio Fountain to accommodate the little attempt at like water show crap thing that the drivers really didn't pay attention to. I was going to say, what was he? Was he being like Perez almost like a Ferrari driver with that race suit on? Uh, yeah, I kind of don't. I, 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 I didn't understand why they put Perez in red. Red. Feel free, anyone who does know. I mean, Max is white one, you can understand. White Elvis. Yeah, the Elvis. Because he's the one who spent all weekend complaining about this race. Yeah, it's quite funny, you know, the fact that he'd been pissed off all weekend and then uh, he wins the race and he's suddenly happy again. Yeah. But, Funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah, but I kind of get where Max is coming from a little bit. 
but I think I think the the point is now every driver's probably to that point of look, you know, with this is the second or last race. I just want to be done with this year. I think that's the feeling I'm getting mainly around the drivers now is I just want to be this year to be done. Possibly, yeah. Well, they've only got one more week. Well, this is it. I this week. Um, yeah, yeah, I just kind of don't understand why they put Perez in that red race suit. It cl nah. it clashed very much with the Ferrari race suit. Yeah. They should I, honestly, they should have just stuck him in a blue race suit, but then it would have clashed with Williams. I just I don't I I, I yeah I can't get my head around why he was in red. But then. If I think about it, Max was in the white Elvis one, Checo, you know. It's not like they could have put yeah. him in, they couldn't put him in a black suit. They couldn't put him in like a black suit because of um, Mercedes. Possibly, yeah. I don't know if it was either, you know, a tribute. I don't know if they were both tributes to Elvis, because as you know, Elvis. Possibly, I certainly can't recall a red Elvis suit in the past, but that doesn't mean there wasn't one. I've, I've I'm think... not exactly the. I possibly do. I... Elvis. Maybe think Elvis did possibly wear a red suit as well. Let us know in the comments below, folks. Yeah, I'm not sure, but it's. Yeah, like I said, the whole Blasio thing. I think was just time so they could get that podium thing so wheeled in. Yeah. And to be honest, I hope that doesn't happen every year. <laughs> well, I'm... hopefully, maybe if they know this has gone well, they'll start to change one or two things around. Yeah, because I'm not. I wasn't. As much as it was entertaining, you know, they they talked on the way down. But yeah. then when it cut back to them, they were kind of done talking. You know what I mean? Whereas you had this great moment where you saw it dawn on Leclerc that they both pitied you in that second safety car. Yeah. <laughs> you saw it, and it was just like... <sighs> so, my final thoughts on this, before we do the... Uh, F1 fantasy side of things. My final thoughts are, it was good. I think there was a little bit too much hype about it, if I'm honest. Yeah, I can understand where you're coming from there. Um, because there was a point, you know, obviously certain points of the weekend, a lot of hype surrounding it didn't kind of happen. Um, we had a good race. Honestly, there was good racing around there. Field spread was a little bit too much at times, but then, you know, it had to create, there was an incident to create to bring back the excitement a bit. Yeah. And... Yeah. And then, you know, it just went back, you know, went back to normal. And then we got exciting towards the end again, like Brazil. Yeah. Your final thoughts? Just uh, as I honestly think that we had a good, I'm excited about Vegas being part of the calendar for a good few years now. 
I say I think we were all a little concerned it was going to be all glitz and glamour and no substance. Yeah. And I think he actually proved us wrong on that one. <clears throat> like I say, it needs work. The circuit needs work. But it's year one. I'm willing to excuse a few teething troubles by the beginning like this. I bet, for, I bet Ferrari's legal department are wanting to send a massive bill to... Uh... Vegas. And you never know, something like that might happen in the background. The state of Vegas for recouping. Well, it won't be there. The FIA would sort anything like that. You wouldn't go direct to Vegas. The FIA would deal with it. But you never know, something might just happen in the background just to help out a little bit. No, it would, it would, uh, it would directly go to the state. I doubt it would because you're working under F1 at the time. Yes, you're working under F1, but it's you're racing on technically public road, so it goes. It would go to the state. Roads are closed, and yeah, the, it's out. it's closed off. But well, either way, we're splitting hairs here. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still Vegas. Is it's still technically Vegas's property? It's not FIA's property. It's actually technically still classes under the state. Possibly, yeah. Any other thoughts? Not really, no. Just let's see how badly I did in the fantasy league this week. I don't want to know how I've done, to be honest, but people will want to know. So, you're about to see what. All right. Oh, you didn't do too bad, boy. Four points behind you. You didn't do too bad. What give you the what give you the shitter then? Uh, Norris. Norris. And Williams is my team. I'm guessing you, you. I've got Williams where you've got McLaren. I think is where the difference was made. Yeah, but Norris lost me points as well. Yeah, but Piastri won and McLaren won, whereas I've got say Williams there. So I think that's where I lost the bulk of my points. Yeah, but at least one you will give you points. But either way, I, I, I think now I'm comfortable in third. I don't think I'm going to be catching you. But I think, I think you've been with money to this, but I don't even think Alan can catch you now. What did Alan get? What did his second place team get? 241. So he took a big. But the trouble is, as I've said before, was the numbers might be there. We have so much crossover in our teams. Yeah. That, like I say, I'm pretty sure now you've got this. Yeah. Which I'm quietly confident, but I would have to have an absolute crapper at Derby. Yeah, but the thing is, if you're an absolute crapper, our teams are 85% the same. Yeah. So even if you have an absolute crap, I still don't think it's going to make a big difference. No, I don't think I'm going to be caught. Because the ones that would have to let you down would also let us down. Well, yeah. All of us us have Max as our main. Well, you've got got Max and Checo. Yeah, Max has double points on him, which I think is the same. Which is the same for me, yes. So that's the only one that could potentially lose you a lot of points, but if he lost you a lot of points, would also lose... You guys a lot of points, and, you know... We both you and me have Oscar and well, actually, the bottom three for both of our teams are the exact same drivers. 
Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We have such crossover. Like, that's what I keep saying. That's why we're not. And Even though mathematically it's still possible, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Congratulations, you won the inaugural. The league. Yeah. Which won't please Alan at all. Because <laughs> he turns around and goes, oh, if I win it, he'll never either end of it. Well, I'm not making a big deal of it, but it's the first thing I've actually beat you to at. And didn't you hammered me at the competition multiplayer pretty nicely. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, spoiler warning on that one. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, no, the like I said, I don't know because we all started at the same time. We're definitely gonna do it again next season. I want to do it again next season. And I'd I like... think it's a nice little bit of a sideline. I think next season I need to take more of a practice because I basically did very little management across the course of the year. I know you were tweaking things all over the place and in the league. To be honest, I'm going to come clean. I'd only change... I think I eventually brought... I think I changed Piastri. I had Lawson at one point. I think Joe disappeared and came back at one point. See, I didn't. I changed, my, I changed my second team at some point. I think I think I had I think I had Alfa Romeo and changed it to McLaren. But I didn't do a lot. I know you and Alan were kind of every race tinkering little bits and pieces. I never did. I think I don't know if I. I remember bringing Lando and Oscar in. I think I actually can't even remember. I'd have to go literally go back to the Bahrain Grand Prix and actually look at my team. Yeah, because oh, I because I had Ocon, Gasly. Oh, actually, you go side the league, does he do? Yeah, if you go through, go to your all races. So you go to Bahrain. Wow. Okay, I did change more. I had Leclerc and Sainz, Magnussen. In fact, you Perez the only driver I still have. Yeah, Perry yeah. is the only driver I still have. And my teams have changed. Yeah. Because I started with Max. Okay, I, I, start, I stand corrected and I obviously changed more than I thought. Max, I started with um, Max Alonso, Ocon Gasly, Bottas, Red Bull McLaren at that point. I don't think I really... Yeah, I didn't change my... Well, I, I said a minute ago, I didn't change anything. We look, oh, I changed everything. You practically <laughs> did. Yeah, I didn't realise that, you know. I didn't change anything. I'm trying to, that's the problem. Looking back, I started to change around Miami. Didn't change my teams. At the bottom, I started to make a change around Miami, and then I kept that, and then when the hell did I bring Norris in? No, might have been for the. Was it Silverstone? 
Obviously, people can still see what I'm doing. No, it wasn't Silverstone. Damn. Uh, was it really that late into the season? Holy crap. Belgium. No. Dutch Grand Prix. Nope, they were still the same teams. Jesus. Monza. Please tell me it was Monza. No, it wasn't. Wow, I really injected them late into that team. <laughs> Whatever you did made it work. Oscar, I brought Oscar in at Singapore. I didn't change fully until Japan. So I didn't bring Norris and Guan Yu Zhou in until Japan. So it was very late in the season. I think you've basically led it pretty much all the way through, though, haven't you? I've led the league standings. There have been races where I've not been at the top. Oh, yeah, no, that means you've led the league pretty much all year, I think. Yeah, I have. The entire season, I've probably I've led the league. Alan got close to me at one point, and I'm thinking, hmm. Mm. But, no, fair play. But the rule... The only rule I would like to make next year is we basically all have one team and one team only. Yeah. And I'd like to try to open anybody listening to this podcast who wants to take part. We'll try and do... It was a very late decision. It was my idea late on in the season, wasn't it? Yeah. Start of season. We do it earlier and we also throw it open to listeners. That would be nice. You know, if you want to get involved, it's the F1 Fantasy League. Uh, Fantasy.Formula1.com. Oh, in fact, actually, it might be very ideal. We'll discuss more of this off. But maybe having two leagues, one with listeners in and one with just us. Yeah, we'll have personal and private see. league. But yeah, it's just going to be something uh, rather interesting. I think it would be make it more fun. And, you know, anybody that does want to get involved um, in it, there is ways you can obviously get involved yeah. by the, di you know, you can come onto the Discord. Or you can get in touch with me on Twitter. And I'm still going to remain and call it Twitter. <laughs> Obviously, the link for everything like that is in the description. So I think we're going to leave this one here. And then we will be back, obviously... Next Monday. Next Monday for the final rest of the season. Anything you want to add, David? Just thank you to the listeners for this season. Thank you for this season. It's had its ups, it's had its downs, and it's been a wild ride. Certainly has been an interesting one. So we shall see you next time. So until then. Later, folks. Goodbye for now. <laughs>